Bed Bath & Beyond is in its final days of its 50-plus year run, and we're taking a closer look at things you can do today to make the most of your 401k and IRAs once retirement finally comes. Your market moment starts now. Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. The hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. Platforms. We are Mach 1 Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Welcome to the Market Moment. I'm Lee Mackey here with Matt Walters and Eli Freeman. How's everybody doing? Good. Good weekend. Excited to be here. Sore. Very sore. Yeah, Eli Eli showed off a little this weekend, went on a little jog. Ran ran 10 miles of a half marathon. But you finished. Sure finished. So He crossed the line. Eli ran 13.1 miles on Saturday morning. Matt, how many (laughs) miles did you run on Saturday morning? Well, um, I don't think I've run 13.1 miles. Chasing kids counts. I don't don't think I got above a walking pace. Yes. I definitely ran around chasing kids. I know we have listeners and viewers who are runners, Mm -hmm. so they they know what you went through to get to that. So congratulations, Eli. I'm sure all of them are better runners. Hey, I don't want to call you out and ask you to share your time, but if if you wanted to. It was two hours and six minutes, which is like a 9, 20, or 9.30 pace. That's That's moving. That's good. That's very good. You you were running, indeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. For for the ten miles, <laughs> well, it was a it was a beautiful weekend for for running, and I know runners in those types of races like cooler conditions. Mm-hmm. So, y'all y'all had perfect conditions for a race, that's mm-hmm. for sure. It's fun. All right, the Nasdaq took a slight dip to start the week as investors await earnings reports for several big name tech companies, including Microsoft, Amazon, and Meta, which is Facebook. Investors are also awaiting GDP numbers for the first quarter, which could impact what the Federal Reserve does in its next meeting in early May. Guys, let's uh, turn our focus real quickly before we get to the main topic to the headline that probably hit everybody's phones and emails yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that while we were in church, my wife got an email or a bulletin that one of her favorite stores is closing its doors after almost 50 years. Bed Bath & Beyond will soon be shutting the doors nationwide. The company filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy on Sunday and will begin launching their final store sales beginning the middle part of this week. A couple things to note. The company has been making cuts over the course of the last year or so, you know, trying to stave off what ultimately came about, which is their bankruptcy. The stock has fallen 90% this year, hoping for a buyer interested in keeping at least some of the operations running, which I'm not sure that will happen. The company was founded in 1971 and has gone through three CEOs in the past four years. The company is trying to partner with an alternative platform in order to transfer its registries. Mm. The stock saw multiple surges after becoming a meme stock. So if you recall, yep. um, this was one of the stocks about a year or so ago mm-hmm. when um, you know all these companies that you really hadn't even followed 
we're all of a sudden up 20, 30, 40, 50% mm -hmm. in a day, you know, and, and it was the average trader on a lot of these online platforms that were causing companies like this and AMC theaters and various others to go crazy. Remember those days? <laughs> Dare I say they were beyond average in certain days. Yes. The uh, It'll be interesting to see if anybody swoops in and buys them. You know, I mean, I think you have, I think Amazon actually would be a really good play here. It were, I bet they're having conversation because, mm -hmm. you know, Amazon has wanted to get, I mean, their focus is e-commerce, obviously. Right. But they've built out more distribution centers, more of a physical presence. They're into the Whole Foods now, right, and physical mm -hmm. brick-and-mortar grocery. And so be interesting to see if somebody like Amazon or a big e-commerce company came in and utilized this as a a way to get some, you know, brick and mortar locations because mm -hmm. Bed Bath and Beyond. I mean, they've got some of the best retail space sure. across the country. Sure. Yeah. From they're a, they're in almost every, not strip malls, but those nicer. I mean, mall you look at the one areas. here. You look at the one here, right? It's the first stores you pull into one of the nicer sure. shopping areas in town. And so, um, I think I wouldn't be surprised if something happens. Somebody comes in and buys them. Um, I kind of hope they do. But. You know, this morning on the news, they were kind of having a conversation with some business people business people about you know what do we think led to their filing for bankruptcy was it the walmart and the amazons of the world was it e-commerce you know i kind of think it was the walmart you know the the walmarts of the world have gotten more and more into mm -hmm. what they kind of had a niche market yeah. a few years ago and now people can go to walmart they can go to target amazon and just knock everything out yeah you know this was a huge one for young couples you know, starting out, furnishing apartments, college kids, furnishing Everyone rooms. registered at Bed Bath & Beyond for their wedding or, you know, at least when we were getting married back in at, in that time. That was yeah. kind of a default registry location. Yeah, so. well, a year ago, a long time ago when Mary Grace and I were getting married, we, we registered at Bed Bath & Beyond. Okay, yeah. I, I, I texted her this morning, and this is for, for consumers, people who have Bed Bath and or who have gift cards or coupons to Bed Bath and Beyond. I heard something this morning saying that if you have coupons, you have to use them either. Well, when this comes out on Tuesday, on Tuesday, mm -hmm. and if you have gift cards, they have a week or two right. to use the gift they cards have a, before they become. In their um, news release, they put out a number of dates by which you know they're going to honor this, this, this. You know, you know. Anyway, yeah. so it'll be interesting to see over the next few weeks, couple Big months, news for sure, what's going to happen. Um, so anyway, yeah. a staple that we all kind of grown up with over the last several years is no more. Hey, real quick before we jump in, I had the news pull, CNBC pulled up here. It said um, Tucker Carlson leaves Fox News, he, yeah, and Don CNN just fired Don Lemon. Both of those announced on the think, same day. Think they're changing stations? <laughs> yeah. I doubt not. That's interesting. I it, mean, both of those have been prominent figures for yeah. as long as I can remember. They've, in the they've news, kind of been so. the voice of each of their respective networks. Yep. So those, um, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I saw that pop up. That's um, well, let's, guys, turn our attention to a, a topic that we're going to talk about. This is something that we all get asked, mm -hmm. you know, maybe daily by our clients, especially when it comes to retirement and saving for retirement and things that they should do with their employer is we like to call it to defer or not defer. You know, that is a question that we get, you know, do we use Roths or do we use mm -hmm. a traditional form of retirement investing? What I'll open it up to you guys and see what you think. Yeah. I'll try to keep this short. More and more of a question now, I feel like, because more and more employers are offering 401k yeah. Roth options. I saw a statistic, 88% of 401ks now offer Roth. Roth. Right. So 
So more and more people have the ability to, in the Roth versus traditional way, you know, defer or um, not defer within their 401k plans at work. It doesn't matter how much money you make, right? You make a million dollars a year in base salary and you can still contribute to the Roth 401k. So it is a question that I think has only become more and more prevalent and consistent. Um, and, you know, there's no, it's kind of like when do I file for social security, right? There's no perfect answer. It depends. And there's, yeah, there's no way of knowing with absolute certainty. But, you know, I always like to say, if you believe that tax rates will generally trend higher from here, as I do, um, there's a strong argument to say you're going to at least want some tax-free money in the future, which means you don't want to defer everything, right? Um, and again, that looks different for everybody. If you're in the highest rate today, that might look different than if you're not in the highest rate. You might want to defer more or less. And so um, I think there's a huge, huge advantage to no matter who you are, having money in both buckets when you get to retirement. Great points. Let me back up just a minute. Eli, I'll pose this question to you. So let's let's go back. If if a person is listening to this podcast for the first time, they're they're not really sure what we're talking about when we say defer or not defer. What what are they? What are we talking about? Yeah. So deferring and not deferring all just has to do with when you pay the tax. So if you are deferring tax, and that would be a traditional IRA or just your traditional 401k, even a deferred comp plan. If you're a highly compensated employee, you take money from your employer. It moves basically just sideways into the 401k. You don't pay any tax on it. So 100% of the money goes over. You don't pay the tax on it this year. But whenever you take the money out, typically in retirement, you pay the tax on it at whatever the tax rate is at your income that year. So when, right. we, when we talk about deferring, we're talking about it could be 10, 20, it could be decades down yeah. the road. Especially if you're a, just out of college, you're a new hire, you're talking 30 plus years okay. probably that you're deferring that tax. Which, which up until a few years ago was about the only way mm-hmm. to invest for retirement, correct? Mm-hmm, correct. Okay. And so now there's an option within 401ks, Roth. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah, me so about it. They, they introduced the Roth 401k. And I don't know the exact year that they did, but now most plans have the opportunity to invest your money in Roth. And what that means is instead of moving that money sideways and not paying the tax this year, you, you pay the tax this year. So if you were to just say you were doing traditional 401k and then you shifted your contributions 8% to what you were doing to traditional, then you go 8% to Roth, your paycheck will actually go down because you're paying the tax on that 8% contribution now. Okay. So let me ask you, let me ask this question to one or both of you. So should or can an employee contribute to both within the same plan? Yes. Absolutely. So you could defer some of it and not defer other parts of it. The match the company gives is always going to go into the traditional bucket. Okay. Right. So even if you're at a hundred percent Roth contribution, not deferring anything, any matching contributions that you have are still going to be going into the traditional. So Matt, you touched on this a little bit earlier. So, so when, you know, if, you know, and I had somebody in my office last week, so an employee has their paperwork in front of them or it's on their computer, when should they, you know, because all we've heard, you know, you know, if you listen to Dave Ramsey, he talks about tax deferred investing, yeah. you know, maxing out the 401k. Are we telling clients something different or how should, how should we? I mean, it really does just it? depend on if you think you're going to be in a higher bracket in the future, or lower bracket in the future. There's so many con- different kind of levels to this, right? A lot of people just assume, well, yeah, I'm going to be in a lower bracket. My income's going to be less. Well, one, I think you have to ask yourself, one, is that your goal? Like, do you really want your income to be less in retirement? And two, 
Take into account all the deductions you're not going to have that you currently do that you're not going to have in retirement. And then three, I'll add on top of that, just where do you think we're kind of trending as a nation? Mm -hmm. Do you think we're going to be trending higher or lower from a brackets perspective? And let's say the percentages stay the exact same. Do you think those brackets are going to be compressed, right? There's multiple ways they can raise taxes without just increasing the percentages and they can kind of go at it a couple different ways. You know, for years, the argument was defer it allows you to contribute more money into this bucket, and then that's more money to compound on top of itself. Tax-free. Tax-free, you know, and then you'll have more money in the end. And that is, again, fully dependent on being in a lower bracket. Because I know as we've seen the math, like if you assume the same tax bracket pre- and post-deferral, um, it doesn't matter, right? So if you assume a 25% bracket, same growth rate, same contribution rate, same thing, then it doesn't matter whether you paid taxes on the front end or the back end, you you net have the exact same amount of money. And so it truly is a mm-hmm. tax. There, there's two questions that are kind of the overarching hypothetical questions that I would use if I was trying to decide between defer or not defer. One is, do you think that you're going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement? And then the second is, what is your general overview of what taxes will be in whatever your retirement period looks like? So those are the two overview. And then the third is, well, where is all of your money currently to me? It, yeah. And, you know, one of the things, it, it, it appears to me that we're talking to those people that are kind of in the middle. Um, so if you are a very high wage earner now, you know, if you are in the top tax bracket now, do you think with all else being equal – do you think that your recommendation might be to do more in the traditional or tax deferred now? Yeah, I mean, I would I would say generally yes. Okay. I still think that you want to mm-hmm. have some post-tax funds sure. when you get to retirement, sure. whether that's in a Roth or maybe it's just non-qualified assets that you've set aside. So I don't think you want you know all your eggs in the one deferred basket. But yes, I'm going to recommend that, hey, if you're paying – you know, the 37% federal bracket plus mm-hmm. state and everything, mm-hmm. and you're paying a 45% effective rate on, on every dollar you earn above and beyond your current. Yes, the value today and that certainty of being able to defer at such a high rate mm-hmm. does come into play, and, you you know, you're going to take that into account. I was looking at, you know, I think a, this kind of middle of the road, people who make a good living, they're not wealthy, they're not, you know, making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, but they make a good living. I think you need to look at, like, how much income tax do I actually pay and what bracket am I in? Because if you ask people, almost everybody will tell you a higher rate than what they're actually in. Right. And they'll they'll guess that they're paying more than they're actually paying. Especially and they, a lot higher than their effective tax right, rate. Right, right. And so if, if that's the case, if that's you, I think the argument is to, well, maybe you shouldn't defer. Like, you're not paying as, as near as much as you think or as maybe it feels like once you really dig into it. So... Very, very specific and individual. You know, we calculate these kinds of things all the time. Again, if anyone said, you know, were to ask me, what's your kind of one statement or one thought on this? It's you probably want money in both. Okay. One one thing I will add to what, what Matt is saying is I would encourage all of our listeners to go out and Google so the current tax rates. So go out and look up tax brackets for 2023 and look at those. And then go and Google the 2017 tax rates 
because in 2026 we're going back to those 20 unless unless something changes right. we're going back to those 2017 tax rates so there's a very clear example to say in three years if nothing else changes taxes will be changing will you be in a higher or lower bracket so maybe for a couple years you yeah. build out some of that it's, Roth a, it's a year by year thing right yeah Let tax legislation changes and so when we're talking about clients with Roth conversions it's like you can put together a five-year plan right but you're going to have to look at it each and every year to see where is income, what changed, what didn't change. What are your thoughts, Lee? You know, I, I, here, what my takeaways are, one, this is a conversation that we weren't having with clients 10 years ago. Right. You know, because Roth IRAs were around. Roth 401ks, I looked it up, came about in 2006. Okay. So, before they were even a created. Okay. Like it so wasn't even a thing. 17 years ago-ish. Yeah. But they really have right. come on the scene in the last five years. And you said now, you know, almost 90% of yeah. all 401k plans offer them. Which is awesome. It, it, it is. It, it's given people an option with with regard to their finances. Um, but another thing is, you know, ask, you know, ask questions. Um, that's why I think our clients are asking because they're seeing these options on their, their 401k statement. So I think it's important. You know, one thing that came to mind too is Roth IRA still have some rules, correct? Yes, absolutely. About them. I mean, mm-hmm. for example, one, I keep, you, you had mentioned we want clients to have after-tax money, but they still have to hold it to 59 and a half Right. Un- unless they would, you know, they would have penalties if they withdrew earlier. Correct. I, yeah, I typically tell clients, like, if you're getting any kind of special tax treatment, it doesn't matter if it's deferred, tax-free, growth, whatever. There are going to be limitations of how you can withdraw funds, how much you can contribute, all of that. So, so th- these are these are situations where, you know, a client has reached 59 and a half. They're 60. Mm-hmm. They don't want to tap into their pensions or Social Security yet. So this is kind of this that middle area where they may not have access to those funds yet. There's so much. Yes, absolutely. And again, going back to the, you want money in different buckets. Yeah. It gives you so many more options from a planning perspective. Mm-hmm. And I know we've all seen it, but when clients come in and they're nearing retirement, getting into retirement, if we've got money and income, we can pull from different places. Like there's all kinds of creative ways we can do some planning around moving assets around and mm-hmm. where do we take income for these first few years and what kind of opportunities does that create? If you get to retirement and 100% of what you have is in a 401k, it's not a bad thing. It's great. And um, it's good that you saved that, but you don't have a whole lot of options. Like we're limited from a planning perspective and tax planning and income planning. It just kind of is what it is. Yeah. And so again, with having no certainty of what things look like 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, I think different, different, you know, savings and investments in different buckets just gives you the most flexibility. You know, and I love talking about these different buckets with these clients because you want a lot of different options when they get to retirement. Eli, one question I had, and I'll come to you on this one. I know with Roth IRAs, even with traditional IRAs, we have income limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are there income limitations on Roth 401k plans? How does that all factor into things? Mm-mm. No, for Roth IRAs and traditional IRAs, there are income limitations. So for the Roth, it's higher than the traditional. It's right. like 220000 somewhere around there. So you can't contribute to a Roth IRA if you make that much. But for your 401k, there are no income limitations. It's actually one of the best parts about the 401k is you really do just, you're able to decide, do I want it to be tax deferred or do I want to pay the tax on it now? And then you can contribute up to $22,500 
in 2023, if you're under 50, if you're over 50, you can do $30,000 yeah. to these 401k plans. So for higher earners, that's that's a big decision. So $30,000 to which bucket that you want it to go into. So I had some clients in my office a few weeks ago. They're maxing out their 401ks. The question they had for me was, should we, we, we we're doing all we can in our traditional 401k side. Should we go ahead and fund a Roth IRA outside of the 401k? What would your answer to that be? Depends. They, they, <laughs> they probably make too much. I, that, I, I yeah. don't know many people that can max out both 401ks and, and contribute the, to an IRA. Yes, and we looked at it and they did. But So that, yeah, yeah. that, was, a, that was why I asked that question. Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't met Matt. I don't know if you, you have, I haven't met someone who's been able to max out their 401k and contribute to an IRA and still live. Yeah. 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 I, I've, I've seen some people that make, you actually have, I think a couple really? of people. Yeah. Um, most of the time they're single, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but that makes sense. I mean, if you make, make, you know, um, hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. And, you can def- you can def- and you're living a reasonable lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it makes sense how your savings rate can be so high. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody help pay part of the rent. But it out. is. But to y'all's point, I mean, it it is rare. I yeah. mean, that's tough. Yeah. All right. Great conversation, guys, on the question to defer or not defer. Anything you'd like to add as we wrap up this week's podcast? No, I think you know we've got some changes coming to the podcast. We're going to start doing some stuff on YouTube, some video content. Um, changing a little bit of the format of the podcast. So I know we're all really excited about that. We The podcast is something that we've tried to get better at over time and invest more and more time and resources in. But we also know there's a, there's a long ways to go. Um, we can make it way better. And so I just wanted to say I'm really excited about kind of what's to come over the next few weeks, few months, and uh, kind of keep your eye out for that. And we'll, we'll try to take it up a notch. Mm-hmm. It is exciting. You know, in the new building, we've got a, an area in our building that is focused on podcast and videos and things like that so we're excited we yep. want to use it um as much as we can you know we we track the numbers of listeners and um there's more and more of you out there that are listening and so we really appreciate that we try to provide unique and fun content each week um if you've got friends or family that you think that this would be something that you'd like for them to listen to by all means um give them the place where you go whether it's spotify or apple or google we want more and more listeners because we feel like this is just another way that we can educate our our clients and our friends and, and right. those out there. So as we do every week, we like to end our podcast with a quote. This week's quote is from Warren Buffett, and I like it. Do not save what is left after spending, but spend what is left after saving. Save first, spend second. I like it. It's a good one. Another great quote from Warren Buffett. We hope everyone has a great week. We hope you'll join us next week on The Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Rogers, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Third-party ratings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client, nor are they representative 
ownership of any one client's evaluation. All investment strategies have the potential for profit and loss, including the loss of principal. Actual account results may have been higher or lower than the results mentioned, depending on an individual's investment timing, cash movement, size of the account, and client restriction. Past performance is not indicative of future results. For full disclosures, please see mock-1financial.com disclosures.